Welcome to Aim High, Cranberry Kingswood's alumni podcast. In this podcast, you'll hear from the voices of students, alumni, staff, and faculty who embody the values of the Cranberry community. This episode is brought to you by alumni.fm, a CK alum podcast production company with a mission to connect people through stories. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Lizzie is a really good friend of mine. We've known each other since high school, even though we basically you know, live out, I don't know, like five minutes away from each other. Yeah, very, very close. So we got to know each other in high school. We knew each other's names freshman year, but didn't really talk until like sophomore year or junior year. I have more so junior year. But anyways, we went to the same university together, University of Michigan, and been best friends ever since. Yes. Liz, I just introduced you a little bit, but tell us a bit more about yourself. Okay, yeah. So I'm Lizzie, graduated with Robert back in 2015. Was born in Michigan. I grew up in Michigan, stayed in Michigan for school, you know, Michigan girl through and through. I was a day student at Cranbrook and really was into music and the performing arts while I was there. And now I work in tech as a PM, just nothing to do with music or my college degree. <laughs> yeah, life has its twists and turns, but you still have those talents. Yeah, yeah. I, Definitely still carry it with me. I think like it's etched into my past. And even though I don't play piano a lot anymore, I think it's still been a tool that has taught me a lot of discipline and given me a lot of challenges to work through when I was younger. So yeah, I'm really grateful still for my music journey growing up. I think if you ask most people in our class what they remember about you, well, I'll probably say you're the piano person. Mm-hmm. Playing at recitals, playing for jazz band, playing for, I don't know, some music club, right? Yeah, choir and orchestra. Yeah, I did it all. I did it all. And I actually came into Cranbrook with the Slotkin Music Scholarship. So one of the requirements was that I do participate in a music class at the school. And given that there's no like class specifically for piano, so we found ways to incorporate piano. And by the end of my time at Craverick, I was playing for all the groups at the concerts. That was a lot of fun. It was really fun to like mix it up and play with all the different classes. But I think my favorite was definitely jazz. I think it's because jazz as a genre has always really piqued my interest, but when you play classical piano, you just play off of the sheet. And that's what I did with when I was in jazz band too, because I didn't know how to improv. And I could see all these other people who are training for jazz. They know more theory and technique. So improv is a lot easier for them as opposed to us. We just read the notes on the page. It was just like a very different thing. And the music itself is like super great. Like it's just not the same. I like classical is awesome too, but I think jazz has carried on to, you know, current times a little better and it's more well received in our generation than classical music is. So it was just really cool to be a part of that for the first time in my life. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, what I love about it is what I love about jazz is how oftentimes people say it's a conversation, right, between the different mm -hmm. players or instruments. Yes, that comes across too. Yeah, especially when you do those trade offs and trying to read each other.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also really like the group aspect of it. With the solo piano thing, it's like, oh, you practice alone, you perform alone. And with Jasmine, it was just like such a collaborative experience. And like when I was in Jasmine, it was all of the good friends in the group with me. Like Sean was in the group and Amanda was in the group too. And it was just like a fun, what is it, like 30, 45 minutes where we would just play together. So I really like that too. Definitely. I mean, so along this theme of jazz and improvisation, since graduating, we've had a lot of experiences where I guess we didn't know where we're going. But we kind of flow with it. So coming into Cranbrook, right? Thinking back when you were a, a freshman, what's one of the things you did at Cranbrook that you never thought you would do? What I never thought I would do at Cranbrook, I didn't know I was going to get into photography. I think like my second year, I decided, you know, what, I'm just going to take my camera to school today. And it was around our Spirit Week of sophomore year, but we had just kind of suffered tragedy of the loss of a classmate. So I felt like our energy as a class was very low. Our, our energy as a school was very low. And then we were going straight into Spirit Week, like two weeks after. And I think everyone was trying to rally and get in this like celebratory mood, despite what we had just gone through. And I was like, okay, let me just bring my camera to school. Like, I want to try using it. I want to try doing something new. And then it ended up started being that I was capturing these small happy moments. In our day-to-day -day school lives, and from there, just grew into like all the photos would be used for yearbook and newspaper and like my own personal like photo keepsakes. And by the end of our senior year, I had captured our Cranbrook experience from like tenth grade to graduation. And looking back and like connecting that to you know our loss of Caleb at the time, and I was like really glad that I was able to. Do that and just like remember these things and go back and relive these things through the pictures. No, that's beautiful. I didn't know that was the background of how you started with photography. Actually, I don't know if it was like exactly the reason why I brought my camera to school during that time, but when I was just reflecting on it, I was like, it was definitely something on the back of my mind and a factor why I like kept going with it. And I think like the juxtaposition was just like, wow, it's definitely. Meaningful when placed next to this life event that has happened to us as a class. So when you're looking through these pictures, right, throughout the years of our high school experience, when you reflect, what comes out as、uh, what matters during high school and what doesn't matter during high school? Okay, so I felt like going through my pictures, my friendships have been the best thing about Cranbrook for me personally. When you're like put into a smaller community. I think for some people they might struggle with being able to find their people in like a smaller pool, but for me it was like, okay, it's easier to foster these relationships in a smaller group. So looking back at the photos, I just remember so many group pictures and like performance pictures of we did like Sino Night and Korean Night and Powder Puff and all of our like senior year what, what was that Beach Day <laughs> our senior prank day that was. Very wholesome. I wouldn't know if it was a prank. Yeah, <laughs> it was good like, though. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know if we just weren't cool enough to pull off the prank. I guess. Not quite. It was、enough. good. Not quite. Yeah. But I think just like appreciating all the relationships I was able to make was 
the most important part for me in high school. And by the time graduation came around, I felt like I just felt so grateful that I was surrounded by people that I really cared about. And I felt like they cared about me and it made me feel really safe and happy. And like on the flip side, what I thought was going to be important in high school was getting into the right college. Like, I think my parents gave me the opportunity to go to this private school so that I could get into the right school to get, to have the right future. And yeah, that's really important. I think everyone in our class had that on the back of their head. We were very competitive with our academics and you know, our standardized tests and everything. But looking back at it now, that was definitely not the most important thing. And what school you go to doesn't decide the rest of your life, which at the time I thought would, but that's just not the case. People I've talked to in our class and also in, in other classes, a few years behind, a few years ahead of us, they all say, uh, yeah, that Cranberry is definitely a competitive place. You know, it really pushes you to grow. And with that, I guess sometimes you lose sight of priorities, right? Of course, college is one of them, but there's definitely a lot to be said about social life balance and, and trying out new interests, right? That aren't necessarily academics related. So yeah. I guess also thinking back, if you were to talk to your freshman yourself, well, I guess what advice would you give or would you do anything differently? Well, this is really hard. You know, I always think back to like, what would you do differently? But the thing is, if I did something differently, then maybe I wouldn't be where I am today or maybe I wouldn't think the way I do today. And I'm quite okay with how I am today. So I could tell myself like, slow down, maybe do less, but do things more deeply. But looking back, like we didn't have that much time in high school. We were in class from eight to three thirty, and then I would have to drive in the mornings and then I have piano practice. And then like on top of that, all these like clubs that I actually had to, I was in a bunch of clubs early on in high school. And by the second half, I had already curated, like, these are the ones I'm going to focus in on. So I already took stuff out. So if you're telling me like, oh, okay, Lizzie, you should make more time for something else. It's like, I already did that. I don't know what else you want me to give up. So I don't think I would have necessarily changed anything that I've done, but I guess I wish I had the mindset of don't sweat the small stuff. There's so many small things in high school, but at the time, you know, you're young, your teen, they feel like big things. So I feel like it's very easy for those things to hold this massive grip on your life and your day-to-day -day life at the time, but it will pass. I think when you're young, you feel like it doesn't. And even now, even now I'm 23, sometimes it feels like it will pass, but it does. So I would tell my freshman yourself, it will pass. When you said the small thing, I just, I don't know, me thought in my mind was like, I remember people fretting over like one or two extra credit points. Just I mean, I definitely was probably one of those people. No, actually when right? I say those people, I say both of us. <laughs> yeah it's definitely us yeah lots of late nights just to get out one or two extra credit points and just being a pain in the ass to the teachers i think sometimes yeah but i, I guess i guess it's us being very i don't know diligent committed <laughs> it's not a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing but are those extra credit points going to like change our life is it going to be the difference between job a and job b <clears throat> i don't know about that like probably not so yeah, I don't sweat the small stuff. Definitely. I probably would find just to watch some Netflix or something. <laughs> Dude, Dude yeah, I definitely didn't do that in high school. I don't yeah. know. Was Netflix even big back then? I don't know if that shows our age too much. It was coming but up. It was coming up. Yeah, I don't remember too many people watching Netflix at the time. I uh, know. I feel like people had it. I remember what 
for you is just YouTube. But... For me, it was YouTube. I, yeah, I didn't have Netflix. So for me, it was YouTube. I didn't pay for any subscriptions in high school. Nothing. I didn't even get Spotify until my senior year of college. I mean, I, I have Spotify just because my family pays for it. I don't even pay for it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But hey, so then looking at, you know, after post-cranberry and post-graduation, what are some lessons that you've taken forward from your high school years? I think it's like the similar things. Don't start the small stuff. What you think is right immediately in front of you is only a small portion of the bigger picture. So like for us, when you're in high school, college, very small portion of the bigger picture of your entire life. Don't worry too much about it. And at the same time for me, it was appreciate the people around you, which I, I felt like I did. I really liked the people around me at the time. And I feel like those friendships have honestly carried over for the past 10 years with me. Like we still try to get together our group once a year. Around the holidays, we would get together. In the summers when people are around, we get together. It's really nice to see people, keep them close. All their lessons. I have one more. Oh, do what you like. Your life is your own. I think it's very hard when you're growing up in this community where they're trying to make you this young professional ready to take on the world. And I think a lot of that, you start putting these pressures on yourself of like, I need to do this club and I need to do well in this class and I need to impress all these people around me and I can't let my parents down and don't let your parents down. But I think you could balance that. I think there's a lot of pressure to make yourself this perfect person at that age. And I'm sure this is a life lesson that people are always trying to work on at any age in their life, but do what you like. If you like this club or this activity, just do it. Don't be afraid of like, what are people going to think of me? What does this mean for my life and my future? Nothing. If your happiness is worth it, if it's there for you. I think as you grow older, you come to terms more with what are the small things that I find joy in and what are the things that I want to focus my time and energy on. That stuff's not replaceable. And that's the stuff that you're going to have to practice every day as you get older too. So I wish I knew that more when I was younger, but I think you're just so absorbed in this like bubble where it's like, okay, I need to study. I need to do my homework, study for this test, study for the SAT, write all my college admission essays and be the president of my club. And win this competition, you know, piano competition, whatever, singing competition. That was me. I put all that pressure on myself. And I didn't really have a good time dealing with the pressure. So, yeah, probably a better life lesson. No, that's a great one. Because to me, that just brings up the idea of living the present versus always being future oriented. Mm, yeah. And for me, it was only when I did a study abroad my senior year at college that I realized, oh, I haven't really lived in the present since I went to high school. Oh, so you felt like you lived in the present. Yeah, like I, I lived in the present like in middle school. Like that was great. Okay, okay, okay. Like, gotcha. But not since starting high school. Understood. Because yeah, it has always been future oriented. Thinking about the college, thinking about jobs, thinking about, yeah, where I need to be in order to, I don't know, to be a consultant or, or a business banker or a doctor or lawyer or whatever. Yeah, but, those big fancy title jobs. Yeah, because that's what my parents push. I'm sure that's what your parents push. Oh, yeah, see. It's funny, though. I told them I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, and they were like, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> I thought you would want me to be a doctor. And they, they were like, no, it seems like it might be a, a little too much work for what we want you to do. And I was like, 
oh, so now you don't want me to work hard? I'm so confused. You know, you're pushing me to be this hardworking student when I'm young, but you want me to like live an enjoyable life when I'm older. This might be off of the tangent, but. No, no, because that's also another good point that, that you just brought up, which is kind of this living for others versus living for self. True. Yeah. Because I think, especially through high school, I mean, when I reflect, it's like high school is a very exploratory time. You know, we're really trying to also learn your, your own identity in some ways, kind of experiment a lot of different things. And it's like during that time, definitely for me, like the parents' opinion weighed a lot. But I think as you get older, and I think what, what would be a good lesson, right, in high school is just starting to own your own decisions. Yeah, I think that's really hard to come to terms with. I think even now as a quote adult, I am, but I don't always feel like one. I think even as an adult, it's like every big decision I make, I always think about my parents. Like I want them to be proud of me. I want them to think I'm this perfect daughter. And in high school, even more so. Yeah. And even then it's like they're, I feel like now I make, most of my decision-making is my own. Maybe I'll get their advice or something. But when you're that age, they still kind of make the decisions for you. Understandably so, like you're a child, they're paying for everything. It's definitely harder. But yeah, I think it was, that was something that weighed really heavy on me at that age in high school. It's just like other people, what they will think, what my parents will think. And it makes sense during that time because it's also, you know, the first two years, at least your parents always drive to the school. You can't have a car license yet. You are dependent, but I, I think it is. I think that's just a valuable thing. Like the earlier you can own responsibility and make your own decisions, like the more mm -hmm. peace of mind or freedom in some way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I wish I knew that when I was younger. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I wish we knew a lot of things when we were younger. Reality is you're not supposed to know that stuff when you're younger, I think. Okay, that's another great point. I was just reading about this recently. Is like uh, have faith that, I mean, know that you won't know everything, of course, mm -hmm. but have faith that you'll figure it out. Yeah, but that's really scary though. I think for a lot of people, including myself, not having to put my blind trust into something that I don't even know exists is very challenging. Yeah, but you have to just hope for the best. And most of the time things work out. I think there's some sort of base foundation that you can build for yourself, whether it's in your own person or your decision-making that you can trust like, okay, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I trust the things that I have done in the past to bring me to this point. So it should be okay. It should be something that I can at least deal with or fix if it's not an outcome that I'm okay with. Yeah. And that baseline is always in development with every single experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I think then, well, yeah, with every experience, every new experience, you get to learn a little bit more about, I guess, what you like, what you don't like, or what your skills are, right? Or which one grow in. So it's part of the journey. I think it's really interesting going to the, like, what do you like and what you don't like? I think people, at least, I don't think I went into things in high school with that mindset of, I'm going to figure out what I like and what I don't like. I think it's because I didn't feel the luxury of time at that point. There was just no time to make mistakes. There was no time to do a trial of something. No time to experiment. I think maybe if you have the liberty and you feel like you have time to try things, see if you like things. If you have that time in high school, take it, do it. Liz, last question. <laughs> Who do you want to hear next on this podcast? Oh, good question. I think I want to hear from Sean, Sean Goo. I think he will tell you some interesting stories about our time in high school. I think looking at Sean, how he was in high school and looking at him now, 
two very different people. Oh yeah. Do you agree? Oh yeah. He, um, <laughs> like totally different style, totally yeah. different mindset. Yeah. All right. I'll bring him on. And Liz, thanks so much for your time. Oh, actually, you know, where can people reach you? Where can people find me? I'm on social media, the interwebs. You can find me on Instagram or you can just email me. It's E-X-I-O-N-G-Y at gmail.com from lizzybear.jpg on Instagram. Happy to talk. Happy to chat. Yeah, always a friendly face for our fellow listeners to talk with. Thanks for having me. Cool. Then until next time. Bye. This has been Aim High, Kramer Kingswood's alumni podcast. If you like this episode, we'd really appreciate if you could take a few seconds to subscribe wherever you listen and leave us a five-star review. This helps a lot in getting the word out and making the podcast easier to find. For any feedback or guest requests, please send an email to robert at alumni.fm. Thank you so much for listening and catch you soon.